Hey, everyone out there. Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me, as always, is Tyler. Tyler, how are you doing? I am mighty fine. How about you? Oh, you know, I... I've, I'm doing weird things to my sleep brain. It probably doesn't like it, uh, but I'm here. I'm awake. I'm drinking some coffee, mm. and I'm ready to do a podcast. Probably, uh, you know, the one with the with the one you've been expecting for probably since June. Yeah, that would happen. Uh, <laughs> yep. But we're here, and we and we we got we've got the big news drop. But Tyler, before we get to that. Uh, I, I, I have to admit something. I haven't, I haven't played as many video games as I thought I would, I, or rather, I haven't played as much of the video games that I've played that I thought I would. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just haven't felt it this week, man. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but I, I guess we we did play a game last week we had a disaster last week where we couldn't play wasteland 3 <laughs> yeah yeah wasteland was not working for me at all like nothing was showing up uh on the main menu screen and even when like you invited me to the party or whatever just nothing so yeah that that sucked but i did reinstall it and i booted it up this morning and it it ran fine, so hopefully we'll be okay if we want to play that later. Um, I also installed Crusader Kings three. So, oh, did really? So maybe we could play that sometime too. Um, All right, I'll, I'll, hmm, yeah, that's. So we we have options. We have options yeah. now. Um, but we did play Minecraft Dungeons. Yes. Uh, I think we played like five levels of it. Yeah, I'd say about that. Something, something, something like that. Yeah, uh, we're on the last level. Yes, we are. Um, we kind of got our tushies pushed in a little bit, but I think if we can get to that final boss with a couple lives still left, I think we can take him down. Yeah, I think the problem for me was I was going back and playing levels like below my level, and I got I got sucked into it being super fucking easy for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then when we got to that last level, I was like, oh shit, I actually have to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it kind of... The challenge was kind of weird for a while until we got to that final level. Because, yeah, everything was too easy for you, but it was too hard for me. And then, so, I don't know. It, it, it kind of has worked out, but... Um, I enjoyed myself playing that game. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a fun game to zone out and play and just kind of tear through with a with a friend yeah, with, and with football in the background. Right? Yeah. It's and it's. I mean, even when the combat gets more intense, like yeah, it's fun, but it's no Diablo. And I, I mean, I I know it's like the same sort of style of gameplay. I'm not sure if it's fully trying to be that, but you just don't get that same satisfaction of having getting through a crazy hard combat uh, scenario that you would get out of uh, with Diablo. But uh I mean it's cool. We've gotten some cool pieces of gear and cool weapons and all sorts of stuff. It's a it's a neat game. It just you know and I I haven't even played Minecraft like ever, which is fucking wild to say, but 
I, I just feel like it, it like I, I, it just blows my mind that there's no sort of creation aspect in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like just at your home base, like there's just there, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, it, it can feel a little like just devoid of life or energy sometimes and yeah it, it, it almost feels like someone was making a game and then microsoft was like hey uh what if we just slap the minecraft aesthetic on your game and uh ship it yeah pretty much pretty much so like i could see them making a sequel to this game but it, it really you know that's the aspect that they really have to add into it i think um i mean it's a cool it's a cool little game I, i'm you know, looking forward to uh, finishing it later, hopefully, um, and just kind of crossing this one off the list, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing I'd say about Minecraft Dungeons, it feels like it's trying to thread a needle between Diablo and the Lego games to me. Yeah, I that's can what, see that. That's what it kind of feels like, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I feel like they need to go hard one way or the other. And even in Lego, like, I know you're not; it's not custom stuff, but you're building stuff in Lego. Yeah. Yep, and uh, I, I feel like they need to lean more into that, maybe. Yeah, definitely. There, there's a lot of things I think they could throw into a sequel to really make it, make it something a lot cooler than what they have now. Because like the base of what they have is is solid. I just think they could build on it for sure. Mm, yes. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're we might come back to Minecraft Dungeons to crank out that last level sometime. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to getting back to Wasteland Three because I I've been thinking about that game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it it works out today. We can do some of that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, have you continued racing? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, all right. How about how much is a little bit, Tyler? Come on. What's the last? Come on. Canada. Okay, so I think you left off at Spain last week. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I've, I yeah. So I've done Spain, Monaco, Azerbaijan, and in Canada, and it was mostly that uh, Friday night. I think I was I was just fucking tired, man. I, I don't know why. I was just so exhausted. I'm like I, and I'll get to it. I'm like on the cusp of finishing Ghost of Tsushima. But I'm just like, man, I'm just so not in the mood for anything story-related. I just want to zone out and fucking race. And so that's what I did. And uh, it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, fuck Monaco. Um, that's just, you know, I, I went off about it the first time I raced it. I just, I cannot stand that track. It's just mm-hmm. so frustrating. But I did improve... Uh, I think I finished 14th my first first go, and I finished 8th this time around. Um, and then, let's see, one fucking crushed it at Azerbaijan. Uh, I can't say that, Azerbaijan. And um, Canada was super satisfying as well because, like, the first go around, I won that race, but just kind of barely. Like, I had to pass Lewis Hamilton, who passed me on the last lap. And I felt like I couldn't really get away from him at all. And mm-hmm. it was, and I can't remember if I won pole that race or not, but I won the pole. And then he was kind of, 
on me like the whole time. It was probably about a, anywhere from maybe like half a second up to like a second and a half, um, kind of in that range for a while. And right before the first pit stops, he passed me going down that long straight. And then there's that little kind of jog in the track, and then you have the start finish line. Um, he passed me there. And then you get into those first two corners, which are, are kind of fun. Like the first corner is pretty cool, and then the last one's a little bit longer, a little more sweeping. And well, no, yeah, he passed me, and we went through like a whole lap. And then I was, I just fucking crushed it the, that lap I was behind him. Dude, I had one of my favorite passes in this game that I've ever had. I literally, I don't even, I don't even know how it worked, really. But in that like more long sweeping corner, the second corner, I kind of drove it into the first one a little bit, so I was like right on his ass, and then got back to the gas just a little before he did, and literally my front wing like bumped him, and he went up the track a little bit, and then I. Uh, Went to the inside of him. We were like wheel to wheel. We were like banging on each other. It was like stock car racing. It was crazy. I don't even know how it worked out that there was no damage or uh, collision warning or anything like that. But it was just so satisfying. Then I just got around him and then just crushed it. Do you, when you play this game, do you ever feel it, like you can feel it, but... Every time I'm on soft tires, like, I, you know, obviously they're very good for a while, and then they really fade away. Every yeah. time I get on medium tires, my car is just amazing. Like, that's, like, the tire for me. Um, I don't know if you, you feel the same way with that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not trying to brag here, but I'm pretty good at managing tires. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, it's easier to do on a controller. You have more precise steering. Uh, I mean, on my racing wheel. Yeah. You have more precise steering. You have more precise throttle control. So it, it's just easier for me to manage tires and not, not uh, have any slip. Right. Um, so, yeah. It, I, I do get, like... See, I can, like, hammer, like, laps on, on those soft tires. Like, just ridiculously fast laps. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, and medium is a pretty good race pace tire. But I haven't, I haven't really had a bad time on hard tires either. Like I feel like I I get in a zone with hard tires mm -hmm. where like I'm able to be consistent enough to make like the longer stint worth it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have too much trouble on hard either. It's just with medium, I just feel like I can just light it up on medium tires somehow. Um, mm. So that was just a really really fun race and. My season has been really interesting so far because um, I have scored points in every race. I feel like I finished eighth at Monaco, I finished tenth at Australia. Otherwise, I've you know had some pretty solid finishes, a couple wins. Uh, but what's been crazy is Lewis Hamilton second in points for me, and mm -hmm. he has not finished worse than third in any race, but he's had two DNFs. So. He so I've been able to at least score in every every race, but he's had two DNFs, which is wild. And both of his DNFs came from leading the race too. Like he probably would have won, or maybe. So it's been a really really fun, interesting season. Um, so yeah, liking that game still. Yeah. <laughs> I I figured you you would be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
then yeah, I am very close to finishing finishing Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I think I only have a handful of uh, main story missions left, and I've finished all the side quests based off of like the character storylines. I finished all those, which um, a number of them wrap up in pretty cool and satisfying ways. Um, kind of didn't go where I, I thought they were going to go. So story-wise, um, this game's kind of picked up a little bit for me, I'd say. Um, Gameplay-wise, nothing's really changed for a long time. <laughs> um, but I will say that the final area that you're in is completely stunning. I mean, not that the rest of the game isn't, but there are some unbelievable locations and views uh, that it's just, I don't know, it just takes your breath away how amazing this game looks um, in its open world environment. But, but yeah, I'm hopefully going to finish it this week. Um, we'll see, but that's that's about it for me. I don't I don't think I played anything else. I, I'm looking forward to getting Ghost of Tsushima off my plate because I do want to just dive into some other stuff. Like I did pick up Hades on Switch. Oh yeah. Haven't haven't played it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, oh, you need to, man. Yeah, it is fantastic. So hopefully I can play play some of that next week. Um, so yeah, just kind of looking forward to getting this game done, moving on to some other things. Awesome. Uh, well, I did play some Ghost of Tsushima. I did, like, one side quest, and I was like, I'm not really feeling this. Mm -hmm. So I went to a different samurai game. I played some I played some Neo on my own. I started oh. a new game okay. with Neo. All right. And I, I cleared that first area. Well, not the, not the intro area, but the area after that. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, it was... It, it, I really like that game a lot. Yeah, how, I kind of, I, I kind of missed playing it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, now that I'm back in it, it was, it, it's really good. I'm playing with the uh, dual swords. Okay. And the Odachi, the giant ass fuck you sword. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Uh, so, did you beat that first boss? Yeah, I beat that first okay. boss. It took me about like four tries to do it. <laughs> nice. So a lot, lot less than what we had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I really like that game, and I think I'm, I'm gonna. Sorry, but I don't think our co-op run is gonna continue. So if you want to keep playing that game, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's all, it's all good. Because I'm... who knows when we'll be able to hang out again? I kind of just want to play Neo, and then maybe play Neo too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, keep on going, dude. Yeah, just uh, uh, also, in the next area, just make sure you don't fall off any of the the ledges or oh anything. God, in all the the what what are they like bats or something that just kind of fly out? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. too. Just yeah, they makes, just knock you off the ledge. Yeah, <laughs> just watch out for those things. Yeah, uh, I also played some more MLB The Show. I I really like that game i got traded mm. from the orioles over to the phillies is that a, uh, a better deal for you like are they i mean team? it's a better team yeah uh and they made the postseason got knocked out in the first round though but uh yeah it's it's a team that i will be able to make 
I, I will be able to play more games with because, uh, you know, just postseason stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I hit the most home runs, hit the most dingers for my first MLB season. <laughs> right on. It was tight. I hit 54, and I think the one behind me hit uh, 53. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Did you uh, win the World Series? No, no. Dude, I, I just told you. We got knocked out first round of the oh, playoffs. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you listening to me, yeah, man? No, I am. I am. I don't know. It just flew, yeah. flew over my head. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to continuing that. I, I like a good sports RPG. Uh, I also enjoy Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake. Mm. Uh, I did my first uh, competition level, the Chicago level, where you do like three runs and you get scored. And I, I did that. I Yeah, I, I really like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remake. It's It feels like I remember it. Is uh, are, are, Did they remake all those levels really well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've delved into the dark arts of how to build a combo uh, multiplier, mm. where basically you either grind or manual and just mash one of the face buttons, <laughs> <laughs> and it just switches between all these ridiculous tricks. And yeah, really good stuff. Uh, so are you? Yeah. I mean, are you only playing the first game right now, or? Yeah, I'm about like a forth? third of the way through the first game. Okay. Uh, cool. Been taking it's kind of slow. Um, and I think that might be it for games I've been playing. I don't. I can't think of anything else. I, I am looking forward to. I didn't put it in the news, but oh wait, no, you put it in the news. Shit, the No Man's Sky. I I reinstalled No Man's Sky. Okay. In in anticipation for the update coming next week, but we'll get to that later because we've got bigger news to get to first here. Yes. They did the thing. They they did the They announced the price and date for the PlayStation 5 consoles. Yes. Uh two SKUs as you already know, the discless digital the digital vi- version of the PlayStation 5 is $400. And then the uh the the PlayStation 5 with that Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive is $500. So $500 and $400, Tyler. I mean, it kind of looks like a reaction to Microsoft. Kind of looks like, kind of looks like they were trying to price match with them. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit, at least on the higher end there. Yeah. Uh, and it it looks pretty reasonable to me. Like I I know the digital edition isn't as cheap as the Xbox One S, but it looks like they aren't making the same kind of compromises with it as well. Right. So, yeah. Uh, launching November 12th in the United States, Japan, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea, and coming to the rest of the world, rolling out November 19th. Uh, so that's like... Wait, that's like two days after? Correct. The Xbox One, or the Xbox Series. Yes. Series is the the, the new Xbox. <laughs> yes, two days uh, after that. Yeah. 
We've also got prices on the peripherals as well. I mean, controllers are going to cost 70 bucks now. Uh, the new headset is $100. The camera is $60. A media remote, which I think is silly, is $30. And then a charging station is also $30. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that media remote, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. You're um, buying a PlayStation. You should know how to use a controller, I guess. Yeah. Right? That, that, that's where I, I'm at. You're not buying this as a media device. Right. Primarily. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, TVs do all that shit. They know? do. They do. I mean, yeah, you stream directly from your TV, basically, rather than going through a console. And honestly, most of the time, it's going to look better that way, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, I'll be honest with you. I was... I was not shocked at the $499 for the standard uh, edition of the PlayStation 5, but the $400 for the digital, I was kind of shocked with that. Um, mm -hmm. Only because I, I just thought you're only really taking out a disk drive. Otherwise, it's, just, it's the same console. But um, I, am, I would wonder if they're taking a little bit of a loss on that console just knowing that, you know, they're probably going to make it up on the digital games yeah, and all that because yeah because all like all of your purchases on that are going to be digital yeah. over however long this console lasts right now the one thing that does suck about these consoles it, it sucks with the Xbox as well especially the Series X it's just the hard drive sizes um, yeah. I get these hard drives are a massive factor of like why things will run faster and way better um, you know, basically no load times, all that stuff. I get that, but man, only having I think it nets out to being like 825 gigs on these PS5s. That's we'll talk about something else later too. Relating to that, it's just going to get eaten up pretty quick, and then you're going to have to buy these like expansion cards, um, which I'm sure won't be cheap. Um, so that 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 aspect of it does does kind of stink but i guess if we want games to just run way better and all that stuff it's just you know it's what has to happen and, and to have these consoles be at an affordable price range too yeah uh we've also got a list of uh the games from first party games that will be on launch day uh alright so we've got Astro's Playroom which will come pre-installed on every PlayStation 5 all right. Uh, we got that Demon Souls. Yes. I felt I thought that Demon Souls looked pretty fucking good. It is very gorgeous looking. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I I thought it looked good. I, you know, I just I'm so bad at those games. But uh, mm. what what I thought was just interesting about that gameplay though is I just felt like it was like this one dude just like. Walk, 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 bam, slice. That dude's dead. Walk, 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 block, slice. Walk, 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 block, slice that dude. And I was like, okay, this is kind of a, I don't know, felt a little awkward to me in a way as in terms of a presentation. Then you get to the boss fight. It's like, okay. Yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting. It was funny how they ended that gameplay with just the dude dying. And then it pops up and says, you died. And they didn't even, like, go back to try to do it again. It was... Yeah, the game does look very good. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, I mean, 
It's it's seventy dollars. Yeah. Seventy dollars. It seems like that's the new price. Yes. This kind of I feel makes it official that games are gonna be seventy dollars this generation. For hand like for sure. If a first party yeah. is is doing it now. At least for like the big AAA games. Right. Right. Yeah. I just hope that games explore the scale a little bit more and not everything has to be seventy dollars, but I mean, there's plenty of games from Sony's first party that I would totally pay $70 for. It's That's not that. It's just... Um, eh, you just you just know that... Like, yeah, games haven't went up in price a lot, but they have found ways to monetize that stuff, so now they're going to be at $70 plus all of the microtransactions and all, all that stuff on top of it. Sony's pretty good about not doing that stuff, um, and then also Sony does put their games on sale fairly often, unlike, say, Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like you have to buy it at 70 um, And Sony's pretty good about that stuff. I just think about, like, you know, the Activisions, the NBA 2Ks. That's where I just feel like the price hike's just a little bit on the grosser side. But, like, I, I get it. It just sort of sucks. But I think it's $70. It also just puts a lot more pause on, say, um, I don't know, trying to think of a game that came out. Like Anthem, for example. Like, that game launches at $60, but now it's $70. It's like, I don't know, that just, like, changes the price. Like, do I really want to hop on, hop in on Anthem right now uh, at launch? It, it does change that in your in your mind a little bit. Um when taking a dive in on something, maybe at launch. Yeah. Oh. Uh, just running down the list a little bit more here, we got Destruction All-Stars, which I kind of forget what that game is. I think it's the one where you're in vehicles. Yeah, but there's like and then also... You go on foot yeah. as well. It's character-based kind of demo derby game. Correct, yeah. Uh, not Twisted Metal. That's what I... That's what <laughs> I remember of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a... Uh, you can get the Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which is fifty dollars, or you can get the uh, Miles Morales uh, Ultimate Edition for seventy dollars. Which I'm not sure what the Ultimate Edition. So that comes is. with the base Spider-Man as well. Oh, so okay. it's basically Spider-Man plus the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. So you're getting a lot of plus all of the. The three DLCs that they put out, so you're getting a lot of Spider-Man in the, in that package. And I believe they said that they've kind of reworked things in the 2018 Spider-Man to take advantage of PS5, so to load faster, the textures are better, um, all that stuff. So it it honestly is probably going to be the best version of that game if you want to play it. Plus, apparently they, there is a new trophy list, so you can get the platinum again if you want. Too, if you're into that, so Tyler, I, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there, but do either of us care about that anymore? I do I, we have, do we have time to care about trophies here's, anymore? Here's my thing: like, I still like getting trophies. I just don't really go out of my way to get them. A lot of times, I, I there's a lot of games that I look at and go, like, I would love to platinum this, but it's just it's just a time thing for me anymore. I just by the time I finish it, I want to play the next thing and rather than you know sit with this game for a long time try to platinum it um 
So yeah. I haven't looked at my trophy list in like probably a year. Hmm. Gotcha. I think Spider Man was honestly the last game I did platinum. Um, I don't think I platinum anything since then. I, I will say the platinum, especially you know if you've done a lot of the side quests, all that stuff, and you're towards the end, the platinum for Ghost of Tsushima seems pretty obtainable by the time you finish that game. So we'll see. We'll see where that lands once I finish. I might do that one, though. but but yeah, I yeah. I don't. Like I, I like getting trophies. I just don't go out of my way really anymore. So. Alrighty. And then well, Sackboy. Did Did you mention that one? No, I haven't. Yeah, Sack, uh, Sackboy is going to be at launch for sixty bucks. Um, so Sony exploring that that a little bit more that price price range, but I think that's a pretty solid first party lineup to have yeah, at launch. I, I I do think it's pretty pretty all right. Um, it's better than honestly. It's better than Xbox. What they have. I'm not trying to be be that sort of fanboy sort of thing, but you know, not having Halo uh, for the Series X and stuff is a huge deal. I know they have some of their own exclusives, like the Medium and stuff like that, but not too much on the first party side. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of first party games here. Uh, actually, wait, hold on. Before I get to that, there were other announcements. Yeah. Uh, shit. I mean, you put some of this later in the news, but I, I was just looking here in this article here. We've got a look at a Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Yep. I mean, I know you liked D- DMC5 a lot. I did. Uh, this is a this is a really great game, so I think it's definitely worth picking up if you haven't played it yet. I'm sure... This game will run very well on a PlayStation 5 and feel pretty good. Yeah, we also got a look at Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, what which do I was into a lot. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I was kind of shocked, to be honest with you. I When it started, I was like, okay, this is that Project Athia? Is that what it was called that they announced at the first playstation 5 showcase from square enix i was like okay maybe it's this but they've just you know they're just showing more of it but then as it kept going and then you see the chocobos i'm like no holy shit it's happening um but yeah final fantasy 16 playstation console exclusive at launch yep. it's a huge deal and i think really cements that whole story that came out a couple weeks ago about how sony's looking to either get more first-party studios or spend to get exclusives. And this is a another big one, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, what would you what'd you make of this? You, what would you like about it? Uh, I like those big summons, man. Yeah. I, 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 I'm always a sucker for a big summon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but cool. I, I like how it's a little bit different than what Final Fantasy has done recently. Like, it's... It's a lot more uh, medieval fantasy looking rather than having all this like me- mechanical like steampunk or whatever mm-hmm. like it's it it feels like it's going back to to like Final Fantasy 9 looking stuff yeah but it's like yeah it's it's a lot more fantasy rather than I, I'm not sure how to describe this like Final Fantasy 7s or 10s like it's it 
Yeah, no, I, I get you. It, it it's a little bit more what I guess Final Fantasy used to be. I guess yeah. a little bit. It's about the crystals again, man. Yeah, yeah, they did mention it was that always about the crystals. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it it's exciting. I really watching that trailer too. I don't know. I, I wonder if this game's sooner rather than later. Um, and by sooner, I mean like next year sometime. Because I was oh. like, I don't know. This this looks pretty far along. But at the same time, it's it's Square. They were pretty all in on. Um, Do you Final remember the rollout of? Do you remember the rollout of Final Fantasy fifteen? How much shit yeah. they stacked on it? Yeah, like they they made, they made a movie. Before the release they did. of Final Fantasy XV. They did. So, yeah, I might be my words a little bit on that one, but but I would love to play it sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. But it, it, I guess it seems like maybe Square might be going back and forth between like a mainline new Final Fantasy and then a parts, <laughs> Part 7 remake. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> which, hey, I, I'm fine with, but I just hope you know, we get to see Final Fantasy VII Remake actually be finished um, at some point. But yeah, this game looked very good. That was a, that was a really exciting announcement and a great way to start that showcase. Yeah, uh, and it's from the from the producer Naoki Yoshida, who mm. is also uh, the producer for Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, you know the. The, you know the, the the Final Fantasy that is keeping the the series kind of afloat. Yeah. For a while. So is this the guy that uh, directed like the rebuild of fourteen? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that's great. Then then I would imagine that's pretty high hopes then yeah. for this game. Uh, yeah, and I yeah I I'm really excited for it. It looks like it's going to it, they're continuing along making uh. Final Fantasy and action RPG, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I'm okay with at this point. I'm like, yeah. I, they can't. I, I guess they can't really go back to what Final Fantasy used to be because people don't play those kinds of games anymore. Yeah, or at least the audience for that type of game isn't as big as what Final Fantasy demands. I mean, it's all I've known for Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> Mr. I've to. only played 15 and the 7 remake. <laughs> yeah. I know. I I need to play a lot more, but Yeah. Looking forward to this one. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's probably my most anticipated game for next gen. <laughs> wow. All right. It's up there for me. Uh, uh there's also Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that didn't do anything for me. Uh, there's that Hogwarts Legacy game um, that apparently uh, J.K. Rowling is not involved with, but definitely still making money from. Right. So, uh, just it just sucks that she's uh, pretty awful with a lot of things she says, because I, I honestly think this game looks amazing as a... I would, I would, uh, I'm not a hardcore fan of Harry Potter, but I, I enjoyed those movies, and I think that world's really interesting, and I think putting, you know, making, you know, more open world RPG in a fantasy, in a Harry Potter, like, fantasy world is, is something that a lot of people really wanted, 
and it looks like they're doing it pretty well. So it's just just one of those things that just sucks. Like, what do you what do you do? You know, because you don't want to make have her make any more money. But yeah, but I at the same time, you you, you want to support the property you love, and these developers probably I, I don't imagine they don't agree with a lot of what she's saying and spewing out of her mouth. Um, so yeah. I don't know. It's just such a tricky situation. It's unfortunate. Yeah, on one on one hand, it's like yeah, you don't want to like I I see the argument that people make. They're like, well, uh, she's not involved with it. Uh, these developers probably disagree with her. And you want to support the developers, but it's hard to accept the support the developers argument when you see public studios and publishers laying off people right after the game launches. Yeah. Anyway, like even like successful games, they just they do the layoffs. You see, like I mean, I saw a st- like not too long ago, uh, Activision Blizzard laying off record layoffs mm-hmm. in a record profit year. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's it's hard it's hard to like accept that argument that like you're supporting the div- the people actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least in like the current systems that exist, when like these game developers aren't unionized, they have no protections that guarantee that they'll stick around if a game's successful. It's yeah, it's it it it's hard to to believe that it would be the case that supporting this game is supporting the developers. But, eh, I I don't know. I, I Y'all are going to have to make your own decisions where you stand on this. I personally don't want to give J.K. Rowling any money at all, if I can. Yeah. And there are other, there are other, like, I mean, I get it, it's Harry Potter, it's like this big magic property, but there are other, like, there are other really cool, like, magic wizards and stuff property ip like that that aren't that aren't made by a terrible person (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh like where where the fuck is our animorphs game man (laughs) yeah it's just it's just unfortunate (laughs) but i just yeah it it does look honestly really cool and and like as a massive like lord of the rings fan or game of thrones like i would kill for for like that sort of thing that they showed with this game but in like those universes too like i don't know it's just uh it just sucks that this game looks good but you you really don't want to give uh jk rowling any money yeah. anymore why why can't rich people just shut the fuck up i know i know right i know like, shut the fuck up you're rich just just be rich and go away. I know. I don't know. If I worked with her, I'd just be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> Just take her phone away. Like, she she obviously on. doesn't have any good friends who can just take away her phone. Yeah. Uh, exactly. We've also got a, got a look at a new God of War. Yeah, if you want to call it a look. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't really share too much, but... Yeah, God of War. They showed us. They showed us that they're making a new God of War. <laughs> yeah, and it apparently comes out next year, which I don't believe for a second. Mm. This is a 2022 game. I will shit my pants if this game comes out in 2021. Okay. All right. Just say that right now. But I mean, it was. Uh, 
there's a couple couple things I have about this. Like, I was fucking jazzed when they were like teasing this. It was kind of a no brainer that was going to happen. I just didn't expect them to do it here. Um, maybe it was a possibility, but really just didn't think much of it. And so it was just super exciting to hear that fucking theme going. That is so good, and um, it was cool. And then that, that you know, also just coming straight out after the price, which was like, oh yeah, awesome! Like this price is pretty damn good. Um, but it also just, I think it makes the whole presentation like kind of weird in a way because there's there. I feel like they put this this video together not long after the first one, and then just mm-hmm. saved it, and then once Microsoft went with their price they went in and added the text to that one slide and then said let's go because there was no i mean we talk more about but no like pre-order information nothing like that none of this stuff so like the aftermath of this presentation was fucking strange and i feel like this is kind of part of it in a way because jim ryan's up there like oh here here you go and then oh we got one more thing to tease it's like okay but what about like all these other questions that I have. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, there are some other, like, there are other questions as well, as you mentioned, especially about first-party games, especially since Microsoft has their Game Pass. Uh, Jim Ryan was asked about putting... Sony's first-party games on a subscription service, and he said it's not sustainable. They can't do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I fully agree with him, only because, uh, you know, different industry. But uh, I don't know. Netflix is fucking crushing it, and HBO and all these companies that put hundreds of millions of dollars into all these productions just to put it up on a on a service that you're paying a subscription fee for um and obviously this has been working out for microsoft and the more microsoft puts into that service the more people will subscribe and stay subscribed and um you know then they just make a lot of a lot of money off of it so I don't know. Like, I get what he's saying that games are expensive, but like, also like movies are expensive, and Netflix doesn't give a fuck. Now, Netflix is a little weird too because they're just constantly spending all the time, and there's no way Sony could do that, like Netflix. But, but still, like these companies find value in this stuff. So I, I don't know. To me, I just not sure uh, if I agree with that fully. Um, well, while you won't get Sony's first-party games on PlayStation Plus, if you buy a PlayStation 5 and are a PlayStation Plus member, you get this thing called a PlayStation 4 Essentials Collection. Mm -hmm. Uh, these are, I guess, games that take advantage of the new hardware, I guess? I would imagine. I'd hope. I hope that the games that they're putting in this collection take advantage of the new hardware. Yeah, there's a couple that really stand out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, so I'll just go down the list here. Batman Arkham Knight Battlefield 1, 
Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered. The Last of Us Remastered. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Ratchet & Clank, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, and Until Dawn. I just say, I'm just confused about The Last of Us because that's like three consoles now that game's on. Yeah. yeah I would imagine two would come into this eventually if they keep it going. That's There's a lot of questions around this whole thing, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you get all these games once PlayStation 5 launches, which, don't get me wrong, this is a hell of a list of games. There's some great fucking games on here. Um... What I just think is weird, and, and it's not, I don't know, just trying to think how to put it. Like, the people jumping in on PlayStation 5 at launch, honestly, will have probably played almost all these games. So, I'm just not fully sure on the the added value of that. But if they keep it long term, and then you start getting maybe some more casual players who then get PlayStation Plus to play Madden with their friend online or Call of Duty or whatever. Now they have this library of games that are awesome that they might discover. So I think a long-term value, this is a great deal. And it's it's slightly Game Pass-like, but not, not really. It's just... I don't know. It's just like the long-term thing is kind of what I'm thinking about the most, but I don't know. I think the only game... I haven't played The Last Guardian, but I don't really give a shit to play it. Um, Persona 5 is the only one on here I think I haven't really played. But, I mean, I would imagine at this point you want to play Persona 5 Royal. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's some games that I'm sure will get some really good benefit out of it. Probably the biggest one being Bloodborne. Like, Oh, yeah. Do you remember... I know they made it better, but do you remember when that game launched how awful the fucking loading screens were? Oh, yeah. Oh, they were so bad. In a game when you just... You die a lot, like, oh, boy. Um, so I'm sure that game will be awesome to play on a PlayStation 5. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you uh, think of this? All this? I mean, it's a good list of games to pack in. Yeah. I mean, it's... I'm... I'm just curious to see, like, how and, like, if they, like, take, advan- like, take advantage of the new hardware, if, like, and if they're doing that, you know, uh, what, what is it going to look like for other PlayStation 4 games coming forward as well? Mm-hmm. If it's going to be easy to make this transition to running on a PlayStation 5, or what's going to happen? Yeah. However, they did say... That 99% of PlayStation 4 games can be played on PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what, what, is, what is that 1%? What aren't you telling us? I know. I really want to know what that 1% is, man. Just, I wish they would just talk and show more of backwards compatibility. Because it's honestly still a little, a little unclear, at least to me. Just like... I don't know, are you going to have to do something? Like, if you bought a game digitally, are you going to have to do something special to be able to download that PS4 version? Is it just going to show up in your library of games? I would imagine so, If it's since that stuff is account-based. But I uh, just wish they would talk about it a little more. But yeah, I want to know what that 1% is, man. That's kind of weird to say, honestly. 
yeah, and talking about backwards compatibility, well, it seems like it isn't as expansive as a lot of people would like. Uh, we aren't going to have PS3, PS2, or PS1 games at all, not even in a digital form. Yeah. Which I think is a load of shit. Uh, like, make those games available digitally. Uh, right. I mean, I guess they might try to sell it, sell their PlayStation Now subscription. See if that, that's how we play these games. But I feel like it's, it's a real shame that, uh, especially for PS1, like, we didn't get the PS1 classics. Right. And it looks like that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think I think it's a huge shame, and I I would imagine you know PS One and Two probably could run pretty easily on on a PS Five. PS Three might be a little weird because of its architecture, but I would imagine I don't know. I, I'm no uh, system engineer or anything like that, but I would imagine a PS Five has enough horsepower in it that it could handle a PS Three game. Um, it just it is unfortunate. I think it's super unfortunate when you compare it to their main competition in Microsoft that they just figured it out. And I just feel like Sony just doesn't want to try to figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. Microsoft said, yeah, backwards compatibility with 360 not happening on Xbox One. Then they figured it out. Then they figured out the original Xbox. Now, not every original Xbox game or 360 game is backwards compatible, but a good chunk of them are, especially the ones that people really like to go back to pretty often. And it just it just sucks that on the other side there's there's a you know they they just are they figured out they they're allowing a lot more legacy stuff on there when I just feel like Sony could totally do it but they want to they want to sell you a PlayStation Now subscription or they just want to sell you those games again digitally and then yeah hopefully it comes down the road I mean it could but just judging how the PS4 generation went I, I don't I don't think so but at the same time if if there's like at the same time like Backwards compatibility, I feel, going back that far is more of just a consumer-friendly thing. And I would imagine very little people actually would use something like that. Backwards compatible with PS4, I feel like, will get used a lot, especially early on. And, you know, you buy a new system and play the new games, but it's just, yeah, it's just a really consumer-friendly thing and, and nice. Like, could you imagine how awesome it would be to just have a, a PlayStation console that can play all all generations of PlayStation? I mean, that would just be an unbelievably cool thing. just feel like we yeah, won't, won't ever get it. And, like, the, the... I mean, the thing is, like, now I just have to keep my Vita around to play those <laughs> PS1 games. Yeah, yeah. Now I have to keep my PlayStation 3. Like, Correct. I know it's, like, sitting dusty in a closet somewhere, but I have a PlayStation 3. Yep. <laughs> I can... I guess I can play these games there, but I'd rather not have to pull out all these old... All this old hardware to play the old games. Right. And, and look, if you don't want to do backwards compatibility in, in the more natural sense of us being able to put our old PS2 disc into the console, um, then at least... Yeah, make them available digitally and make it like a big sort of thing every week. 
X amount of games come, comes on sale digitally. That way, because I, I would imagine they're going to try to keep these consoles backwards compatible in some sense, just moving forward into the into the future. At least you could keep them with you moving forward. Um, yeah, it sucks. You would probably have to buy them again, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, also, a bit of a bummer. With that small ass hard drive, we got some big ass games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so, man. So we got. God damn it. All right. We got Spider-Man. We got some examples here of what games we'll, uh, we'll take up. Uh, so we got the Miles Morales. We'll take up 50 gigs. But uh, with the remastered, it's going to be 105. Demon Souls is going to take 66 gigabytes. Now we, ha- we have a comparison here. Sekiro was 13 gigs. Wow. <laughs> so these games are like five or six times bigger <laughs> right yeah I mean fucking Call of Duty what is Call of Duty is going to have to go on a separate hard drive yeah it really will really will I'm, I'm very worried about the size of a Call of Duty in the next generation um, but yeah I mean that right there is a decent chunk of Chunkier hard drive right there. So I imagine I mean, we will be uh, constantly deleting and re-downloading shit a lot this generation. Yeah. And uh, that's... For people with internet caps, that sucks. It sucks that internet caps even exist. Yeah. But uh, in conjunction with, hey, we got a small hard drive and big games, that's it's not good. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I man, I'm I'm really wondering, like, because there are some big games, like they don't have any, like, like because these games aren't launching with the PlayStation Five. Like, we don't know how big that Final Fantasy is, and Final Fantasies are typically pretty big games. Mm-hmm. We don't know how big Cyberpunk is. Nope. Although we do have some news on Cyberpunk. Uh, we'll get to later on, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. because we have more PlayStation 5 news here uh, about their pre-order stuff. Um, did you manage to pre-order PlayStation 5, or were you even planning to? I did manage to get one. Um, okay. I will say I it feels weird, and I feel like I didn't get one because of how, and I'm worried it'll be canceled just because of how much of a goddamn clusterfuck it was. Um, yeah. How about you? Did you try? Were you planning on getting one at launch? I. So I didn't try very hard. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. I didn't go in like, hey, I didn't look at a clock and was like that. I just like scrolled over like, all right, does Best Buy have it? No. Does Amazon have it? No. Does Does GameStop have it? No. <laughs> And I was like, all right, well, you know what I did for the PlayStation 4? I just walked into a fucking store and bought it. Right. And I had no problem. I mean, I guess this time I'll walk into a store with a mask and buy it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was um, 
it was a nightmare, honestly. And I think that's this is where, uh, you know, that presentation should have just been a little bit better, a little tighter. They should have had more more thought. They clearly wanted to beat Microsoft to the punch in terms of pre-orders. So that thing that that uh, event ended, and then they they. Jeff Keighley was the one that broke the pre-order information, broke that Demon Souls is a launch title, all this stuff, which was bizarre. Like, why is Jeff doing this and Sony is not? And then Sony said, oh yeah, pre-orders go live tomorrow on uh, September 17th, would have been. And Walmart was like, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. And I... um. It was it was really funny. I was about to take a shower, and then I saw that Walmart was live, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I ran downstairs and grabbed my wallet and took it up into the bathroom. <laughs> and I literally I had one right there, and my bank's really weird. And my bank declined my card because they thought it was fraud coming from Walmart and being so expensive. So that was fucking frustrating. Um, and so then eventually other retailers went live and I got pretty lucky and got one at Target. Um, but what was weird is the first time I hit like, you know, pre-order, did all the information, all that stuff, it said that there's no more left. I'm like, okay, that sucks damn, like this just went live, like not even 10 minutes ago. Um, and then I just tried again. It went through and, you know, gave me an order number, confirmation, the number, the uh, money hit or hit the credit card, all that stuff. So that that's why I still feel weird. Like I still feel like it it's going to get canceled. Like I just had this fear that it's going to get canceled. And then also the, I'm sure that'll get, uh, more refined as launch comes but it gave me like a launch window of when it would be delivered like it was like it'll be delivered november 13th to the 18th and i'm like Mm. shit (laughs) that sort of sucks but it is what it is i even if it doesn't come on launch day i I just you know I, i want it to be there i've never i bought consoles close to launch but I've never actually got one at launch, so um, I don't know. I'm very excited. Um, but I just hope it doesn't doesn't get canceled. <laughs> yeah, because it's just Sony. Just they should have had stronger messaging and stronger hold. I feel on their on their retail partners because um, I feel like Microsoft honestly has. I mean, their pre-orders have not went live. Their, their pre-orders could still totally be a clusterfuck when they go live on the 22nd, but at least no one has jumped the gun for the Xbox Series X or S and um, put pre-orders live, and Microsoft gave like an actual time of when they're supposed to be live. So at least they're doing a really good job of it, Whereas Sony just we'll, we'll was see, just like, we'll see closer ah. to, closer to uh, the Xbox <laughs> right pre-order date because right. you got to imagine someone's going to try to jump out a day early or something. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. It, there's still a total possibility that it could be a, a clusterfuck, but um, Sony is saying that more PlayStation Fives will be on the way. They said that they're going to have more. 
PlayStation 5s than PlayStation 4s. Uh, then they had a PS4 in its launch window sort of thing, um, which... Oh, so I'll be able to walk into a store and buy one. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Um, you know, back in 2013, Sony sold a million PS4s on the first day and 2.1 million in its first two weeks. So hopefully there's a lot more and, and it'll be easier to get if you want one and can get one. Um what I think's weird about this pre-order situation too is I I legitimately wanted a digital version. Not and it's not really a price thing either for me, but I just I think it looks better, to be honest with you, and then mm-hmm. I just want it to be more digital and I, I I will, but they are making like hardly any digital versions available. Um because they sold out instantly and even when even with the regular version moving so quickly, those were the versions you were able to like add to your cart and try to get. Um, mm-hmm. So I ended up getting a regular version because they're not really making any any of the digital versions available, which I think's weird because wouldn't wouldn't that be the one they would want to sell you? Unless they're taking a loss on it, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I thought that was kind of bizarre as well. And as you know, I, I saw. Jeff Grubb tweet out that one GameStop had like 22 regular consoles that were available for them initially, and then four of the digital consoles. So, wow, very big difference. Well, it, it would make sense for GameStop to want to sell. Oh games. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because <laughs> I feel between the PS5 digital and the Xbox Series S. GameStop's going to be shitting themselves a little bit as people yeah. migrate towards those consoles. They'll 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 tell their employees to try to sell the disc version. Yeah, like I can they'll, they'll just see be hounding. They'll be like, "Are you sure you want this version?" Yeah, I can honestly see it. Yeah. Um, Sony also denied their that report that they. Um, had to cut back on the amount of PlayStation 5s that are going to be available in its first year, which I think was about 15 million, or maybe it was by the end of their fiscal year. But they, you know, there was reports from Bloomberg that that was getting cut down to 11 million. They denied it. I don't know if that's just PR speak or actually true, but hopefully the PlayStation 5 will be readily available uh, come launch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I fully anticipate being able to just do what I did last time. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Um, I guess before we move on, there were just a couple other quick things. Like in that presentation, um, they showed off Miles Morales. Um, did you see that? What did you think? Yeah, of that? it looked good. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it looked very good, and I imagine that game is going to feel great on a PS5. And what I was totally digging out of that game, and I hope it's in the game, and it wasn't just you know whatever they put together. But that soundtrack was amazing. Uh, just the more like hip hop feel is is they were just beating the shit out of dudes. I'm like, yes, I can totally get down for this. Just felt really good uh, to watch. So that game looks very good. Aren't you excited to be able to feel the haptic feedback through the controller as, as 
Spider-Man climbs a building, you can just yeah. feel it on your hands. Yes, I am. That'll feel those webs. That'll be cool. Fed love the webs. Um, <laughs> Black Ops Cold Water campaign got showed off. Um, looks like a Call of Duty campaign. I don't know. I don't know if you have thoughts on that. No, I I absolutely have zero thoughts on a Call of Duty campaign. <laughs> like, it looked like one of those things. I'm like, this is gonna be fine to play, but like, all right, there there were some pretty cool things that they kind of added to the gameplay, and it looked a lot more visceral. I'll say that, like the whole grabbing like uh, the body shield of grabbing that dude and kind of holding him and all that stuff. That was pretty cool. But then, like that one. Dude, he killed in the in the demo. He like stabbed him through the head and then shot him in the mouth with his pistol. I was like, "Holy moly!" Um, Call of Duty turning into Doom over here. Mm. Um, Resident Evil Village got showed off. That game looks incredibly creepy, and I'm down for it. But it's gonna be gonna be creepy. Yeah, I I think that's. That's going to be good. Uh, yeah. I've been hearing rumors coming out of Capcom, and I'm excited for TGS. Mmm. Because, uh... What are the rumors? The rumors are Dragon's Dogma 2. Oh, that would be pretty cool. People have been wanting that for a while. Yeah. I mean, they just did their Netflix show, which I heard it wasn't good. Mmm. Yeah, I did see that came out. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. TGS pretty soon, so... Yeah. Um... Showed off more Deathloop. That game just looks amazing, and I really want that game. Probably one of my most anticipated games coming up. Yeah, yeah. Looks I, dope. I can see it. Um, showed off some Oddworld Soulstorm, uh, if that's your thing. and yeah. Fortnite's coming yeah. to PlayStation 5. Are you excited about that? Dude, you don't even have to say <laughs> it, man. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You don't. It's outside of God of War. That was the last game they showed. I'm like, yeah. man, really? Um, so yeah, that that was it from there. The only other big thing I think we got to talk about is Sony announced that Spider-Man, Horizon Forbidden West, and oh, what's the other one? Is it Sackboy? Are all coming to PlayStation Four? I'll find it. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't. I don't know, man. Yes. I mean, Sackboy kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem like it has to be a PlayStation Five exclusive. It is Sackboy. I mean, Spi- Spider Man. Spider Man, it, it like already exists on PlayStation Four, so it would be weird to like launch this very similar Spider-Man game that I think is probably working on the same framework as the other Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense for that to be on PlayStation 4. And Horizon, I don't know, maybe Horizon has been in development for so long that they were originally targeting PlayStation 4 and I don't know. Right. I, none of these surprise me. Uh, Sackboy in, in Miles Morales doesn't surprise me at all. I mean... PlayStation 4 has a huge audience still, and Spider-Man is the like best-selling exclusive, I think. So that makes total sense to put them on on PS4. Um, Horizon, I think, is just the one that's just kind of 
kind of weird because I feel like that could really take advantage of PS5 and really show it off really well unless, like you said, that game has... It, and it has been in development for a while, I imagine. Um, that was February of 2017 that Horizon came out. It makes me wonder if Horizon's sooner rather than later. Like, I could see it being a spring game if it's going to be on PS4. Um, I just think that one's kind of weird. But what I just, the only thing I think sucks about this is that is just Sony's messaging in a way. Like, they were so weird and cagey about Miles Morales only being on PlayStation 5 after it was revealed in June. And their messaging around that just totally sucked. And it was incredibly confusing. And then they basically said, yeah, it's a PS5 game. But then later coming out saying it's a PS4 game as well. I'm not, like, fucking super angry about it like you see a lot of people are on the internet. But their whole, like, we believe in generations thing is, like, and I'm sure they still do. And there is that crossover a lot of times at a console launch. But... I think what's just, it's just their messaging around that's just a little weird. And, and also, like, if you were a person that was giving Microsoft shit for, for doing the same fucking thing and putting Halo on, um, on Xbox One, like, you, you can't be, you know, Sony's doing the same thing in a way. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just a weird thing. But that transition's going to happen. I mean, they can't just leave. You know, 115 million PS4s probably around now um, behind. Yeah, it's a huge audience. I mean, they can still make a lot of money. Yeah, and there's <laughs> definitely going to be people who can't afford to upgrade yet. So, right, we got to keep them keep them buying games at least. Right. Uh, I mean, they'll be buying Cyberpunk's 2077. I'm sure. I mean, that's coming out on the PlayStation 4. I'm not sure how it's going to run on a PlayStation 4, but <laughs> it's coming out there. Yeah. Uh, they had another Night City Wire um, this week, and uh, there's some news here. They say that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be a little bit shorter than The Witcher 3. I, uh, I'm i down for this. I feel like this doesn't mean that this game's going to be 20 hours long instead of 50 but it'll probably be around like 45 hours. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'd say, I think, yeah, the Witcher is probably about 50, 50 something hours to finish. Um, at a good pace, I'd say, um, it makes sense. I'm down for main campaigns and massive RPGs being a little bit shorter because let's be honest, you get distracted a lot and uh-huh. you kind of forget the narrative sometimes. And, and sometimes that's a shame because The Witcher 3 is an amazing example of it. Of I love the main story of The Witcher 3. I, th- I think it's excellent. But there's so much other shit to do in that game that you just kind of lose track of it. And maybe you don't finish it and you move on to the next thing. And it makes sense for them to do it, I think. <clears throat> there's going to be plenty of content in this game, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Sure, the main story is going to be short, but I'm sure there's a shit ton of side stuff. To mm-hmm. do and... Yeah, yeah. That forty hours can easily turn into a hundred. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've also got an update for No Man's Sky coming. They keep putting out these free updates. 
Next one is No Man's Sky Origins. It's out next week. Uh, I mean... What's it do? I am scrolling down because it seems like they've done so much already. What yeah, because I, I was just reading reading in this article here on IGN, at least, that, like, what is this? Because um, they said it's the beginning of something new. Okay, cool, but I'm just not seeing in this article, like, what it actually is, but maybe they haven't announced those details yet. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems weird. I... I'm going to look at this blog yeah. post link. See if this loads up. Yeah, uh... I, I reinstalled No Man's Sky. I always seem to go back to No Man's Sky every time they do an update, and I'm completely lost, and maybe I should just stick to playing No Man's Sky, but then there are other games to play. Yeah. But, yeah, e- it's... So even on their, on, um, No Man's Sky website, they don't, they don't really share too many details about it, actually. Hmm. So. A mystery update. Yeah. But they say it's a major update, so I wonder... Yeah, I wonder what they're hot. What what aren't they telling us, man? <laughs> I I think this is are the just aliens awesome. gonna fuck? <laughs> Maybe this is this is pretty awesome though. I mean, I don't know. We've talked about it so many times with the comeback story of No Man's Sky, but still, I want to know how the fuck they're making money on this game. You know, because mm-hmm. you can get it for so cheap now. And, and as far as, like, last time I played it, there aren't microtransactions. No. None that I've seen. No, and I mean, they haven't charged for a single update to this game, I don't think. Um, they must have got a lot of money from Sony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. They must have got a lot of fucking money from yeah. Sony to keep working on this game. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. It's also on Game Pass. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know that. That's, that's cool. Wait, did you ever... I, I forget. Did you ever buy No Man's Sky? I did. I bought it at launch and just wasn't my jam. Um, and then just kind of traded it in. Ah, all right. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I am always tempted to go back to it just because of how much they put into it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. All right. Uh, moving on here... Tyler, you've been you've been wanting a new Rayman, but looks like the creator of Rayman is not going to be making that Rayman. Because, mm. uh, Good. What what is this? Michael Michelle An- Michelle Ansel Michelle Michelle Ansel yeah. uh, is uh, is leaving Ubisoft to open a wildlife sanctuary. Yeah, I didn't see this coming, but you know, I guess when you're in the industry for that long. Maybe you want to get out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And maybe maybe is a good maybe it's a good time to get out of Ubisoft right now. <laughs> I would imagine it would. Um, yeah, you know he was obviously he's done Rayman. He was he's did the, he did the original Beyond Good and Evil, and he was working on Beyond Good and Evil two as well as Wild. If you remember that game, Wild. Yeah, from man. 2014? 15? That was announced long time ago, but according to him that those teams are autonomous and the projects are going very well uh, is what he said about both of them. But uh, he will not be around to finish them. 
Um, oh yeah, we well, yeah, Wild was announced in 2014. Holy moly! Same with Bianco and Evil too. What happened to Wild? I, I don't seen know. Wild since that announcement. No, no, I they've hardly shown it off since, and yeah, I wonder. That was yeah, that was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive as well. So, wonder what the hell's going on with that game because it's just been so quiet. Um, but Beyond Good and Evil Two. You know, that'll happen when it happens. I imagine it's still pretty far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we get to see these projects, though. But good for him. Opening a wildlife sanctuary, that's pretty cool. Cool to do those yeah. things. Yeah. You know, maybe just chill out with your animal friends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, I mean, there are, some, there are definitely people chilling out with their animal friends. And we'll get to it. August 2020's best-selling games. I mean, Animal Crossing's on this list. That's that's what I, that's what <laughs> I was getting at. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get to MPD last week. I think it released after uh, we recorded. So here we go. The 20 best-selling games of August 2020. You got Luigi's Mansion 3 at number 20. 19, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Super Mario Odyssey above that. And Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege at 17. Super Mario Party at 16. Why is anyone playing Super Mario Party? Why is anyone (laughs) playing any Mario Party game? That just sounds like a bad brain day. Uh, There's new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. uh, The PGA Tour 2K21. Minecraft PlayStation 4 Edition again. The PlayStation 4 Edition of Minecraft. Selling pretty well. Yeah. Um... Then there's The Last of Us Part 2 at number 12. And at number 11 is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number 10 is Mortal Kombat 11 hanging in there. Number 9 is Paper Mario The Origami King. 8, Smash Brothers Ultimate. 7, Mario Kart 8. 6, Ring Fit Adventure. 5, Animal Crossing. Nintendo completely crushing it in sales. Um, number 4, Ghosts of Tsushima. And number 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, UFC 4. And number 1 is... Madden NFL 21. I'm surprised so many people bought UFC. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that it's that high up. Is like is is UFC just that popular? Like as as a property? Like, yeah, I guess. I guess people dig UFC. Um, I mean, I, I remember. You know. I guess they only rele- they don't release one of those games every year. I think they take a break. Yeah, which which I think is pretty interesting that you that EA does that with this property mm-hmm. rather than trying to shit one out every year. It probably makes more sense with this one, but um, but yeah, uh, uh, spending was three point three billion for August and up thirty seven percent compared to August twenty nineteen. It was the highest dollar sales for august in u.s history mm. a lot of people trapped indoors yeah beating beating uh, august 2008 the switch more than doubled its sales which is nuts um yeah it's crazy madden achieving a double digit percentage dollar sales growth compared to the recent madden nfl 20 so there you go um, I know people aren't too happy with Madden NFL 21, though. Um, I still buy it. Yeah, I mean, clearly. What's, uh, 
I wonder if some of these sports games are selling very well because of. I mean, they're they're back now, but there was a lack of sports. You know. Mm, so yes. Wonder wonder if that plays into it, but uh, I was. What was I doing? I, it might have been on IGN. I was just looking at some comments, and and someone said that Madden Twenty One has a Metacritic score user score of point two, and I was like, "You you got to be kidding me!" Like, you, you know, Metacritic gets review bombed all the time. I mean, games that are great don't have good scores a lot of times because um, people just review bomb that shit. But seriously, Madden on Metacritic is a point two user rating, which I was like, holy I crap. Pay, I never pay attention to user ratings. No, I don't either. I don't either. But usually when you see them low, they're down in like maybe three, four, five, six or whatever. But a point two <laughs> just kind of made me laugh. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah. I mean, it. It would just kill people to have, like, a middling opinion on something, to give something a 5 out of 10 or something. Yeah. It yeah. would just kill people to to actually think, well, it ain't the fucking worst thing I've ever played, but... Yeah. It's, it's like everything's either a 0 or a 10 there for people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, that's the news. Um... Yeah, the, uh, the only other thing here is, uh, really quick, this Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, shit, remastered. yeah, I, accident- I accidentally closed that out. Yeah, there was a listing for that. Yeah. I, uh, it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. I really hope it happens. Apparently this had an October 2020 release date. I hope it happens. I mean, part of me, after all these video game events, especially EA Play, I was like, you know, all the rumors of this being true, I, I felt like uh, it wasn't real at all, but this listing gives me a little hope again. Uh, I hope so. I, I would totally play through those games. I just, my only thing is, I uh, I hope with this, it's uh, having like remastered on a title, if, that, if that's really what it is, but I hope they just go... A little bit further than everyone's probably going to think graphically. Um, especially Mass Effect 1 is the one I'm thinking of the most. Like, I just think it would be really cool if they just really updated the graphics. That's that's like all I want. Um, just because, you know, PS4 has so much more power and can do so much more than, than on the PS3. Um, that would be the only thing. Just to bring that... That universe to life even more would be amazing, but I imagine if they do, it'll probably just be a nice remaster. That's probably about it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm. I would definitely play those games again. Yeah, me too. I've also been thinking about going back and playing Dragon Age Origins. Mm. Those, those back when Bioware made games that I liked. Yeah. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that does it. That does it for news. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything you're... It's almost October. Like, I just... You mentioned October, and I'm like, oh, it's September 20th. I know. Oh. Yeah. All right. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy. 
But uh, yeah, and I, I'm just I uh, was you know just kind of looking at some video games that are coming up, and almost all the games I want to play this this fall are around the launch of the new consoles. And yeah. so for me, I'm kind of looking forward to this almost two month period of just playing stuff, kind of maybe getting caught up on some other 2020 video games that I want to play. Um, Cause the only game that's really standing out to me that I definitely want to try to pick up is crash four. And that's, oh, that's yeah. in like two that's weeks. Soon. Yeah. So that's, that's the only other game for me that I think between now and the launch in the new consoles, I will be picking up. So I'm looking forward to like finishing ghost of Tsushima moving on to some other stuff so i don't know what about you uh well uh, i i so of course everyone knows i've had to reinstall games i've reinstalled a few games i mean i mentioned no man's sky i put death stranding back on that hard drive <laughs> and uh, monster hunter world i never played iceborne i think i might go oh. back to ice monster hunter and play iceborne there you go and yeah, that and Neo. I, I, I kind of want to play Neo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I got mixed up on it when I started playing it again because I'm so used to circle dodge and all the FromSoft games, mm-hmm. and it's X dodge in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll get used to it. But I think it's also circle dodge and Monster Hunter, which is a 3D <laughs> action game. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't they just standardize controls? I know. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. We're going to try to play Wasteland this week. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, until next week, there you we're going to we're going to leave it there. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us, there's a couple of ways you can do that. One way is via PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com or at PS Report Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Be sure to give us ratings and reviews and share us with your friends. That's the best way you can help us reach more listeners. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and. Ba, ba, ba.